Hey, this is Marcy Isaacs. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, I am here with one of my dear friends, Samantha Payne. I have known Samantha for five or six years, right, Sam? Yep. Something like that. Probably closer to five. Yes. Yes. And um, she has just been an awesome friend. We've had a lot of God moments together. And the thing that I love about Sam is that she's so transparent and honest. I love um, that she would just be honest about where she's at in her life. Um, if she's doing good, if she's struggling, whatever it is, you can find that she's vulnerable. But I can tell you that that has been a process in her life. It's been an incredible journey to watch how the Lord has transformed her through the years that I've known her in just the last five or six years to watch how the Lord has taken issues and taken things in her life and just balanced them out and brought healthiness and brought, um, uh, just, uh, an overall, just incredible thing that has happened in her life. And so, um, as one of my first podcasts, I wanted to invite her on here because she has a powerful testimony of um, something that the Lord has done in her life, several things. But I, I've asked her specifically to talk about one thing. She can talk about several things, but something that she's struggled with in the past is suicide. And I think suicide is something that a lot more people struggle with than what they actually communicate or tell people that they struggle with it. It's something that's hidden. And so she has um, purposely been public about her testimony through social media and things like that. And so I wanted her to get on here and share as another platform of just giving glory to the Lord and how he has set her free in that. So how are you, Sam? I'm great. Good. (laughs) A little nervous, but great. (laughs) Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Most of the people that are going to be listening to this are your friends and everybody loves you. So it's all cool. All right. So you want to talk wherever you want to start first about, um, I just, I'm just going to leave it at there and let you start wherever you want to start with your testimony. Go for it. So about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with uh, severe suicidal depression, anxiety, um, a, mood disorder, and later found out that I also had ADHD, um, which was interesting because normally that is picked up earlier in life, and I was a senior in high school when I was diagnosed. Um, So kind of learning those things and knowing that um, I didn't feel like I had a purpose in this world and just that um, when, when situations would arise, that I felt like if I was taken out of the equation, then things would be better for everyone else around me. Um, which looking back is a very selfish thought, but in the moment you're not thinking about any of that uh, or anyone else really. And so God's just transformed my life and taken me from that, that kind of place and being so focused on perfection and, um, the things that I did wrong instead of the things that I did right. Um, and focusing on people around me and things like that to um, he's brought me through that to this place of recognizing that I've come, come down this path um, and being able to use that as a voice because it's really all of those things are topics that are sticky situations. People don't want to talk about them. Um, but more and it's more true. we're seeing that, you know, in society today, it's, it's becoming a more public issue 
um, because people are now choosing to talk about it when it's been something that hasn't been for so long. So, Absolutely. So it's interesting because you said that the whole suicidal thoughts and pattern of thinking is actually very selfish. I think that's interesting because when I see you and perceive you and who the Lord has made you, it is absolutely not selfish. Like you have such a a heart for other people. If there's somebody in the room that's hurting, you can pick that up and you can um, sense that something is going on in that person's life. And I think it's interesting that that is a gifting that the Lord has given you, but how the enemy has twisted that in the past to try to make you so consumed with yourself and your own problems. But really who you are in the Lord is somebody that can um, bring healing and wholeness to other people. So I just think that that is a testimony of the beauty of what Jesus does in our life. Like he takes our weaknesses and he turns them to strengths. So I just think that's awesome. So did people in your life, was it a surprise to them that you were feeling this way? I know that one of the weaknesses in your life is just the isolation thing that you didn't want to, um, that you just, the temptation was to stay isolated. Can you talk about how the Lord brought you out of that and into community and what that's done for you? Yeah, so um, it was very much a shock to the people closest to me, and I later learned through observing and then through counseling and um, different things that when you're close to a situation, you often don't see a lot of the things that are tied to it. And so um, it was a, a huge learning process for myself and for you know my closest friends and family. Um, and so the biggest thing that they thought was, oh, you know, she's a a teenager, so she's going to sleep all the time or stay out all night with her friends. And, um, they didn't see those as coping mechanisms and that's all that it was. Um, so I initially attempted suicide by overdose and, um, which caused me to sleep even more. Um, so really they couldn't see that. And so through all of that, I just, started pulling away from people because I didn't want them to see my flaws and I didn't want them to know that I was struggling and that I was messed up and I didn't feel worthy of even being around them. Um, and probably the moment that really was, I guess the pivotal moment for me was I was actually in the hospital because of all of this. Um, I had chosen to go because I knew I needed to get away and try to figure some things out. And I was sitting there one night talking to a girl that I was rooming with and she was just telling me about her past and the things that she had gone through. And I quickly began to realize that the things that I thought were bad in my life didn't hold a candle to the things that she had been through. And so I think that's when my heart really started changing. But even more than that, like I began to see the, the deep hurt in the people around me. And um, that's really when I think I started learning about like how to pick up on those things. and. Um, so after coming out of that and back into the normal everyday life, um, I, I quickly realized that I couldn't, I couldn't be by myself because that was where the enemy would absolutely get me. Um, and so that's, you know, that's where the bad thoughts would start happening. And so I've learned, you know, when I'm struggling or whatever to put myself in situations around people. And I always joke that I'm an uh, an introvert, not an extrovert. And so it's hard for me to do sometimes, but whenever you start to realize that those things actually help and you're around people that understand that and aren't 
you don't feel like they're going to judge you for that, it makes a total complete difference. Um, and I don't feel like I have to hide that anymore. I can just be like, it's a rough day and keep going. And they'll know like, okay, but you're still a person and you still like to do fun things and, you know, live life. And so that's what we're going to focus on. Very awesome. You know, one thing that um, I I just think the Lord has put you in this community where, because I know how people feel about you, like you're very loved. People um, view you as just a caring, inclusive person. When was it that, um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. When I first met you, you were very kind of closed hearted. You were, it was kind of hard to crack that that uh, personality open that you had hidden so deep inside of you. And that's what shame does. I really think that shame cripples us to, um, to the point where we don't really um, become the person that God has called us to be. But I've seen the Lord just blossom who you are, just your personality, the confidence and the security that you walk in. And I believe it's just the beginning of who, who you're going to be in the future. But um, when was it, Talk about the season that God has put you in, even in the last five years of putting you around friends that valued you and loved you. Not that you didn't have that in the past, but I think the Lord brings us into specific seasons and divine relationships of people that can make you feel like you're welcome and make you feel like you can just be yourself. And that's what I feel like the Lord has done in you. He's put you in a place where you feel the safety of just being yourself and really that that is you growing in the love of God. But can you talk a minute about the importance of putting people around you that um, value who you are and uh, allows you to just be yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, probably kind of a pivotal moment for that was one night that I had gone to um, someone that's very close to me and was just, I was just torn apart and, beating myself up because um, I had made choices that were completely against things that I had been taught and completely against things that I knew that the Lord wanted for me. And I just, I sat there and I didn't have words for a little bit. And then I finally was just like, there's no way that God could love me after I've chosen to do this. And um, so we just had a very real conversation about the fact that the Lord still loves you. (laughs) And um, you know, he, he sees, he sees your hurt and, um, and that you're disappointed in yourself, but he's not disappointed in you. You know, he, he still loves you. And so really starting to, I think that's when I really started to try to figure that out because I was like, I don't understand. And, you know, to a point we never will, but I really kind of took a hold of that. And then through conversations with you and some others, you know, we just talking about how the Lord really truly does love us. And, um, I guess last year sometime, I think it was in the summer, I was really going through this, um, I guess you could call it a rough patch of like not feeling lovable. And um, I don't really know how to explain that other than that um, as a single person, sometimes you feel that way because maybe you're not dating or you're not married or whatever. But even this was even to the point of like, I didn't feel like, I was able to be loved by the Lord and he just, just wrapped me up and, and was like, no, like dig in. And so I had to make a conscious decision to start digging into the word and putting myself around people that 
we're believers, but that also, you know, we're going to reinforce that and who would be willing to talk about it if I wanted to talk about it, but it wasn't something that was going to be forced on me. And so I really started learning about that then. And just since then, it's been little, little things every now and then um, that have totally changed all of that. It's funny because looking back like, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I never would have imagined that I would be in the places I am today. But, um, and that's only through, through the Lord and him showing me his love um, and putting people in my path. You know, one, one thing has been going to um, small groups, you know, learning about people there, uh, even just, just going to church. Like 10 years ago, if you would have told me about church and told me that I should go, I would have turned away and uh, walked off because I didn't want to hear it. And um, it's just really been something that finding the people that truly care and truly want to invest has been invaluable. I mean, it's just, I can't even really put words to that. So. I, I totally agree. The same thing with my life. And I think, you know, the Bible definitely says that the community, we were made for community and not for isolation. So that's a powerful thing. Um, but along with that, I love that you said you had to choose to get into the word. Um, I think so many people don't understand that their, their, their responsibility in their spiritual life, like they expect God to do all of the hard work. Um, but there is a responsibility that we have to choose to say yes to what God is inviting us to. We have to take responsibility of uh, where we've been, what where we are today and where we want to go. And I believe that even more than connecting with people is your choice of connecting with Father God and letting Him love you and spending that time in the Word and nurturing your heart that was broken, that was so full of lies. Because when we spend time with the Lord, He He does those unseen things in our hearts that people can't reach. And so I, I just think it's a, a double-edged thing, like a double-edged sword that's necessary to be free is connecting to the right people, but mostly connecting to the Father. Do you, do you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. The, I think an analogy that, that we've talked about a couple of times and one that just keeps coming back is, you know, about about restoration. And, you know, whether it's a vehicle, like an old car or an old house or whatever, um, it can even be a piece of art, you know, in order to take it from something that's broken and dirty and messed up um, and to restore it back to life, it has to go through a process. And um, I have laughed over the last couple of years because it seemed like for a while, every sermon that I heard or any speech that I heard was talking about a process. And it was like, sometimes we don't want to go through that process. We just want to go from being awful to being great. And, but we don't learn things if we do that. And so um, I'm thankful to have been able to go through processes throughout life. But this one over the last few years has been really interesting and eye-opening um, and really life-changing. Absolutely. And I see you as not only somebody that is has been through the process of their own life changing, but also somebody who's going to change lives. And that's why I've had you on this podcast, because you have such a story of restoration and healing. And um, I just think you're awesome. So if there's anything else you want to share, go for it. We're going to uh, close this up in a few minutes. You want to say anything else? I would just encourage anybody, you know, and in any piece of those situations, um, whether you're struggling with um, with not feeling worthy or 
lovable or um, you're struggling with depression and suicide or whatever, um, to find people to plug in, plug in with, find people that care about you and find people that, um, value you and will encourage you in those places, um, and encourage you to grow. And if you don't have those people, then, um, reach out. There are resources and, um, find a place to plug in. Excellent advice. Thank you, Sam. And, uh, I'll have you again on here some other time. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Marcy. See you later. Bye. Hey, this is Marcy Isaacs. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you have a great day.